0: Welcome to the Isabel Wellman Podcast, a space created for conscious individuals looking to impact their corner of the world with a positive ripple effect. This podcast serves to empower you to accept who you are, become clear on your ultimate vision for your life, and support you through your evolution. Holistic health practitioner, astrologer, and outdoors woman, I'm here to share tools that, when applied, will assist you in living healthier, happier, and in harmony from the inside out. It is my mission to empower you to take charge of your healing journey and to energize you to follow your passion. By healing yourself, you open the door for others to heal. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are talking about the total solar eclipse that is happening today. If you happening to if you happen, excuse me, to be listening to this on Wednesday, the 19th of April or the 20th. It is happening at 912, 9.13 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 12 1213 12, 12, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's freaking get it up and let's get going on this journey. If you are are not a member of the weekly wellness newsletter, then you're missing out straight up. That is where I give my even more in-depth and detailed newsletters about what is going on with tools and with classes that you can participate in to integrate the energy, to apply it to your life so it's not just words that are overfilling in your mind because you're listening to 17 podcasts a week and getting all this information but not doing anything with it. So get in the newsletter and get in these classes so that we can build a community where we meet and we get to learn and we get to integrate and apply, and make sense of all this jipper jabber And that is in the show notes. It is free to be a part of the newsletter, of course. And you get everything wellness. So you get tips, you get blogs, you get articles, you get the latest and greatest news, you get all the first dibs. So I highly, I, I invite you to that. Please come and join me. <laughs> Moving on with this eclipse it is coming at us at 29 degrees, which is very special. In astrology, this is a mastery degree in quotations, and it could be bringing up this feeling of you're coming to terms with who you are and what you're here on earth to aspire into in this era of your life. So, when we talk about eclipses, these are when the moon moves in front of the sun. So on earth, it looks like the moon is on fire. Mostly Australia will be seeing this particular total solar eclipse. However, we, we want to avoid manifesting or any rituals, ceremonies, we want to just be present with this energy because this has this this is such a can of worms of energy that we do not need to add more to it. So because the moon, that's the big focus for these eclipses, it's the moon moving into this certain spot in the sky. it's lunar. it is emotional. The moon is our emotions. So how are you feeling? This is the second Aries, quote unquote, new moon that we have had in Aries season. Typically, we only get one, but this is how and this is why this is an eclipse because it's the second of the month, whereas when it's Libra season, we'll see a lunar eclipse because it will be in that excess. So we'll dive more into that. So my biggest, biggest thing straight out of the gate is what are you feeling? And if you have been a part of the newsletter and you've been doing your homework, then you've been writing in your journal. I give tons of journaling prompts and I do these. I share them because I do them and I'm like, holy moly, I needed to do that. I needed to get clear. Does it take me maybe an hour or two to get through them? absolutely do i do them all at once not always i'll come back to them I'll, but i make the time and that is a big emphasis that i want to drive into your brain is making the time that is a big theme for this year you got to make the time time does not change it is always the same for every person being 24 hours it is how you prioritize how you manage, how you schedule your time. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been reading this book that I mentioned last week in the podcast, The 5 M Club by Robin Sharma. And I have been getting up around 30, 5 o'clock. And I've missed one or two days. However, that is what I am striving for every day. I'm waking up at 4 45, 5 a.m so that I can start my day, so that in the lowest, and slowest, and most delicious time, on the quietest time of the day, I get to amplify myself. I get to make myself ready. I get to set myself up for success. So it's, it's moving my body, it's getting right in my mind, and then right in my spirit. So working out could be whether I go to the gym that morning, that day that rising or if i do a little yoga flow or if i shake my body or if i do a circuit real fast it depends on what i'm feeling and then i go into either journaling or i listen to a podcast or i learn something new i do a little research or i study i'm in classes right now and so if i i'll study my little class and then meditation or going through mantras or chanting or humming or playing some music something to tap into my divine creativity and my my connection with source with faith with whatever that is for you with the uni and having the setup is taking the time to make ourselves the priority when you it is truly a cliche saying but when you master your your rising, your morning, you're mastering your day. You're setting yourself up for success because whatever you do for yourself in the AM is going to lead you feeling better, amplifying your legacy, your mastery, your focus, your energy for the rest of the day. But if you're snoozing, if you're oversleeping, you're depleting all of that energy and all of that brilliance that you have that's ready we only need 5 deep REM cycles of sleep. These are 90-minute cycles. So, 7 hours is ideal. Some people work even better off of sorry, 8 hours is ideal. Some people work really well off of 7. And that is the latest science as well. So, prioritizing yourself and making the time, it's all that's that's what we do, my trick for you, already coming at you with a tool. I've mentioned this before, this is my favorite one. I have a notebook, just this smaller one. Got it at the Rayleigh's, about three buck. And I love sitting down and writing out my month. So I have this calendar behind me, which is great. So I can see everything and write when I look at it. However, I like to write down the month preview so April preview and I write down all of the major things that I have going on that are weekly that require x amount of time that I must get done by this date and even adding bills to this keeps me very clear and concise and set up for success and of course I leave room for spontaneous actions and I also make sure I schedule in rest I schedule in that time for myself throughout the day. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I love sitting down on Sunday and writing out the week and it doesn't have to be perfectly written out, but I have the base, I have the structure. And then the night before I review, I I see what the intention is. I see what my, my task is, where my focus is. And then I can adjust it. I can modify it. I can move things. But then I'm like, all right, this is my day. These are the times. This is what I'm flowing through. Bada bing, bada boom. These are my five miniature wins, my little celebrations that I'm going to complete and it's going to move me further towards where I want to be. And that is how I operate best. Does it always work perfectly? No, and I don't expect it to, but it gives me peace and it gives me some ease in my mind. So that it gets out of my head and onto paper. I free myself. I release that taxing energy so that I can be calm, cool, collected. So I highly recommend if you struggle with that, adopt that practice. Experiment with it. Try it out for a week. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then you need to go figure out a way for it to work for you, baby. So the deeper focus the better understanding you have of your identity because what you do in a day is what you're identifying with. If you're a runner, you're going to make time to go for runs and train. If you're an accountant, you're probably going to make time to, I don't know what accountants do, talk to people about numbers and work with systems and maybe learn new ways to make it more efficient. If you're a parent, Your kids are most likely going to be the priority of your life. So forth and so on. And so what era are you in? Because we are in a new one. And in order to step fully into this new one, we must release and shed. In order to truly, authentically, and honestly free ourselves from the past self. So right now, I am diving deeply into studies. And my partner relationship, my relationship with my boyfriend. And it is just hilarious how critical of a time this is for me to study, to get very focused, very granular, very microscopic in how I move with diligence and deliberation. So I will say This will not happen and does not have to happen quickly. And it should not happen quickly. All permission for the next year. I'm telling you, the next year. We've already been doing this for the last year, if you've been listening to me. But moving into this next year too. And a little bit of 2024. We're moving slow. We're just moving a little bit slower. Aries, which this this moon is in it wants to go fast it's headstrong it's the first one to win the race it's the first one out of the gate it is the one leading the pack yet we just gotta do it at a slower pace we gotta double check the troops everyone got their water you got your snacks you got the first aid kit like double check triple check and just take it slower are you ready for the next step? Are you truly fully ready for the next step? All right, boom, good. Do you have an understanding at least of the next step? Is there a rough plan? These are the things that we are looking for in order to evolve into this new identity because if you're not sure what to add into your day or what actions you need to take or the steps to get where you want to go, a rough plan draft idea, then it's going to be impossible and confusing. You're going to feel bogged down. You're going to feel restless and overwhelmed for the most part. So the big thing to remember is that all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and glorious and gorgeous at the end. So let's practice the patience. Something that's a little tough, For our Aries friends, we love ya. And to move on with what this eclipse is, it is really signaling a radical time for endings, beginnings, and major life events. That's what's going on. Uh, For an example, right now, I am in school. I'm in school. Not in a four-year degree college because that is not what feels good for me. But the school I'm in is the Czech Institute, which is a very prestigious institute, if you even know, if you if you know who Czech, Paul Czech is. And if you don't, I highly recommend you get to know him. He is everything body, mind, soul. He's so brilliant. He has years, decades and decades of knowledge and research and work under his belt as a therapist. He is so, so elegant in how he articulates himself and how he values his life and how he holds himself accountable for his values in his life. And that is the roadmap, our values. So I think it's pretty spectacular. So that is where a big focus is for me, as well as taking the responsibility of having my first car loan without anyone signing as, like, a co-signer, and it feels pretty, I'm pretty (laughs) adult-like. I'm 26, by the way, and if you didn't know that, and I have also never paid insurance on a vehicle. My dad always did, and when I could, when I was out of high school, I would pay him for, like, my car's yearly fee, But he only asked us to do that a handful of times. So I feel, you know, like I'm moving up in the world. Not that debt is good. I'm going to pay this shit off as fast as I can. But it's exciting. So needless to say, taking responsibility has been a big theme for me. And getting very granular and focused on a subject is a big deal. Because I've been all over the place for a long time. So moving on with this eclipse, I'd love for you to reflect and see, all right, what feels very present for you right now? What is feeling like it's a big theme? What feels like a big transition or shift in your life? Just take a moment to reflect. I am going to pull up the chart for all my YouTubers who want to see the chart here soon. However, this is a more peculiar and rare eclipse because it's a mixture of two eclipses at once. So a mixture of a total and an annular eclipse. Most of the time, eclipses are either total, annular, or partial, and it's so rare that it only happens about every 10 or so years. So pretty exciting. That is the extra punch of magic that we may be experiencing. And perhaps you're feeling a little bit nauseous. Maybe you're you're tired. Maybe you feel a little confused. Maybe you get small headaches throughout the day. Perhaps you're really full of energy and then you're just dog tired. And then you're really full of energy and then it's like, oh my gosh. And these are all, all normal. Listen to yourself. Be there for yourself. Make sure that you're holding yourself. A lot of love and grace during this time. And as we move into this, it is also another way to reiterate it the perfect time to adopt for the long haul, for the sustainable long game of your life, a new and different way of moving and behaving because this is a new and different kind of eclipse. It's not just a normal one. Like I said, it's a mixture of two. So it's very intricate and different. It's like a tango dancer and a salsa dancer. They're having to figure out how they move with each other. And it becomes this new beautiful type of dance that is not just the salsa and not just the tango. So this is happening in the sun at the Aries. Aries is all about being headstrong, being first, winning, denying help from anyone else. Very self- sufficient it is you know all in no one even has to be coming with me because i'm already there i'm already halfway there if you're not on the train too bad it's leaving and it can be very feisty spicy it can be very quick it is very much about truly believing in your self-worth and knowing that you are enough the the i am statements are all the rage for this sign because you have to confirm in your belief of who you are. And a lot of people don't really hint on this, but if we think about the opposite, which is Libra, it's all about the other, relationships with other, how we feel about the other, harmony with the other, in all different areas of love, life, I mean, love, work, family, etc., Well, if Libra is all about the other and love and how harmonious it works and how collaborative it can be, Aries is about self-pleasure. Aries is about how you harness your own sexual power to move through your day. Because if you think about it, it's the first sign of the Zodiac and it's learning everything new. But because this is at the 29th degree... It does inform us that there's a mastery tone to this melody that's being played. And if you really want to dive into this and get right with yourself, if you want to fall in love with who you are, adopting a self-pleasure practice is loving yourself, quite literally. You are giving yourself orgasms, which are just tiny deaths that are surging you with the most eloquent and addictive substances and chemicals that the brain produces and the hormones produce it's it's, it's tiny dopamine hits whenever you get into this mood and knowing how to turn yourself on knowing how to turn yourself on to life you are becoming a magnet for what you desire what you want from the inside out and it is a luxurious and luxurious adventure to go on in order to show up for the other, you have to first know how to show up for yourself. That's why Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's about living and learning, living and learning. Live it, if it doesn't please you, if it doesn't satisfy you, if it does not align with your values, do not repeat it. Instead, live, learn, and adjust. Live, learn, adjust. Live, learn, adjust. That is a much more... Sustainable way of operating, especially as we move into this Aries labor access. So, permission to have an orgasm. What a fucking awesome homework assignment. Last year, just to give you the difference, we were in the Taurus Scorpio sectors of an axis, of the nodal axis. And basically, This is the themes that we may have been noticing. So I ask you to reflect upon this, see if any of these resonate, but maybe there was a heightened objective or subjective line around material possessions, creating stability in your life, financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Being forced to go and or feel slow, tuning into your spiritual faithful connection, an emphasis on needing to know what you value depending or deepening excuse me your connection to your sexual nature requiring softer gentle sensational approaches to life relationships healing deep wounds that have disconnected us from others aka like what is sisterhood who is family to me Along with that, transparency with life, being able to look at your wounds, state it as it is, and then moving forward with that, not making it your reality any longer and taking risks. This can be about like infinite energy and going on really big adventures. It's about trusting ourselves, being able to be noble, be loyal, be all we can be and honoring our insides like there's going to be a little discomfort. There's going to be some, ooh, I'm not this confident in myself. And overcoming that is the medicine. So when we switch into Aries Libra, you can expect that these are going to be the themes that will help you move forward. So firmly confiding in and embodying your top five non-negotiable values to make decisions about people, events, and major life events. People, I'm teaching a class on this tonight april 19th if you have not heard i'm sorry you can buy the replay a little seat in the replay section it will be super valuable to you and it is going to be amazing this is going to happen at 5 p.m pst i will see you in the zoom the link is down below it's going to be about honoring your authentic deep relationships and figuring out Which ones those are? Because you do not have time for the people who cannot meet you there, who cannot address their issues with you out the gate, who cannot admit their jealousy or clap for you when you're successful or let you know when you've stepped over their boundary, so forth and so on. It's all about saying goodbye to those. Do not help you become future you. Spearheading your ideas, sharing them with your community, with the world, With your pocket of the world and initiating change right now we have all whole slew of issues going on globally but who and what are we doing to make it better so pick one thing and start pick another thing and start once you get a clear idea on how you're moving and integrating it into your life again practice self-pleasure Take the time to learn how to tap into and use your sexual power in everyday life. This has been a game changer for me. I started this practice last October when I got back from Greece with a girlfriend who is coming onto to this show very soon to talk about her work, talk about a little bit of jealousy. If that is still alive within us at the time, it's going to be good. It's going to be spicy. And I'm super, super excited to share my experience with you. It's about balancing. Yourself and the other, your relationships with those. Relationships is huge. Defending what you believe and what is morally true for you, and not letting your beliefs soften or fall because someone else disagrees with it. It's staying strong in your beliefs. Living and operating how you wish the rest of the world would live and operate. Monkey see, monkey do. Be the role model for those around you. Say yes to high quality experiences, people, justice, moral rightness in your mind. And say yes to companies that are going the extra mile to be more sustainable. Say yes to communities that are coming together as true communities. Say yes to grass-fed regenerative beef and crops and farmers. It is so scary how... Little we actually farm in this country for us, for food. A lot of it is for either our animals or for different processes like oils and gases, if I'm saying that correctly. Excuse me if I didn't say that perfectly correct. But there's only about one place in Fresno, California, that has a diverse collection of over 300 crops. The last farm in America that has this type of diversity other farms i think there's like 10 percent of farms in america who have at least 10 crops if that it's pretty sad like oklahoma i believe has 75 85 if not a little bit more percent farmland yet their children don't have enough food to eat their people don't have enough food to eat because the farm isn't for the people. These crops aren't being made for the people. I'm going to stop there before I keep going, but I want to really drive that in. Whatever you believe in, let it out, share it with the world, and have ways that you're going to work towards these to make it better, to share information, to live what you're speaking. And then we want to live yin and yang so learn research about what that means to live yin and yang on a week-to-week basis paul check does a really great video on his youtube and i'll link it below so that you can also tune into it it's only about 20 minutes long needless needless to say if it ain't complimenting your life it ain't worth your energy people places things behaviors habits You want to be the noodle and you want the other thing to be the sauce because the sauce can be glorious on its own and the noodle can be glorious on its own. I hope you're enjoying this episode. It is time for a quick break, get a little stretch in, drink some water, and here is what I have to offer. Our first sponsor is Five Nutraceuticals. Since 2020, I've been on a journey of connecting more intimately with the natural world and herbal medicine, especially to optimize my energy. As a holistic health practitioner, I respect the work-life balance so I can avoid burnout and honor my cyclical nature. With that said, it means I've been searching for plant allies and natural compounds to elevate my grand rising ritual to sustain energy all day. In the search has come Vibe Nutraceuticals. Vibe Up is a flavorless powder that acts as a coffee or tea additive and it contains eight boss lady allies. Whenever I add this to my half-calf coffee or a matcha, I feel like I embody the cross between Wonder Woman and Hermione Granger a smooth focus that bypasses the jitters or crash of caffeine alone, an intense pump during my workouts while enhancing my recovery, and somehow it manages to magically increase my libido so I can not only work, but play, if you know what I'm saying. Make my new besties your new besties. Use code isabel 10 at checkout. I want to celebrate that I will be going on to a three-year relationship with the love of my life and I only got to this place because of a certain tool that I've been using for the past three years and on April 19th I invite you to join me for my very own values workshop. I will be teaching you the exact way that I manifested my dream partner and little to know, my high school crush if this sounds interesting to you if you want to find your personal power if you want direction if you want to be clear and concise on the perfect partner for you this is going to be your ticket your key to the lock baby so 5 p.m april 19th aries new moon it's gonna be spicy and you don't want to miss out sign up in the link in the show notes So, I've been talking about the Libra-Aries axis, the Scorpio-Taurus axis. So, what are they? The nodal axis is where two points in the sky meet, also in your birth chart. So, your birth chart has a north node, and then it doesn't show a south node, but logically, the opposite end is your south node. So, mine happened to be in Libra and Aries. My south node is in Aries. My north node is in Libra. And I've really emphasized that if you're a cardinal sign, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you will be feeling this the most. But everyone will be feeling something. Because it's just a big old collective shift, baby. And if you happen to be the lucky one with a Libra, Aries, north or south node, buckle up, bitch! We gonna go for a ride! We get in this boat together. Hopefully it does not turn out to be like the Titanic. And instead, it turns out to be like one of those beautiful cruises that goes from Washington all the way up to Alaska along the coast. So we can see whales, dolphins, and sea otters frolicking in their natural habitat. (laughs) That's pretty funny when I think about it. I have to stop and laugh at myself because I make myself laugh all the time. So. These points are not independent nor separate. They're not, they're mutually working together and they act as a tightrope. So you walk on this tightrope and depending on how good you are at balancing, you're going to lean one way or the other. And on one side, if you lean on the south node side, you'll feel comfier, it's easier and it requires little effort on your end because... This was something you mastered in a past life. Often, it's where we lean, especially when we're unconscious of this, because the tendency to be comfortable and to not go past that threshold feels better. And so it's not that we're afraid, but we are not choosing to push past the current comfort threshold because it's familiar. When we're familiar, we feel good. Yeah, it's not always the best decision for us. So it's all right if you feel like, ah, my life has been pretty easy, like nothing extravagant really happens. I don't really test myself. I don't really push myself. I don't really show off my skills or my gifts. But it comes with the consequence of not living to your fullest potential. So if you're constantly living in familiarity of the South Node, this does prohibit you from accessing your potentiality in your gifts, in your talents, and what your life can be. And that's just you rewiring your brain, going, Oh yeah, oh yeah, I want to do this instead. I want to choose the north node, which is where you might feel wobbly, where it might be scarier, quote unquote, to feel and and to embody the traits of wherever your north node lands. So mine is in Libra. That would mean I want to adopt a more feminine, gentle, sensational sensationable energy to myself. I want to be like more open. I want to be more graceful. I want to be a little bit more creative. I want to be more yang, I believe, is... Nope, yin. I want to be more yin. I believe. I always get mixed up. I want to be more on the passive side. I want life to come to me. I want to magnetize. I want to flow with life. I want to be absorbed in... The feminine energy, needless to say. And a lot of the times, it is so, so easy for me to be masculine. For me to do everything by myself. To never ask for help. To deny when something is painful. To ignore when I'm hurt. To say, fuck sisterhood, don't need them. No, 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 no. I've been living under a rock for a very long time. And this past year was really like a. I believe I am safe and I'm a sister of a beautiful tribe because I am. And so it does not feel good to go in unfamiliar territory because you're not sure who's there. You're not sure what's around the next corner. You're not sure how to navigate the stream. And so this is where that freeze, fight, and flight sensation of the root chakra can really get us arousal dazzled in a negative way. So these feelings must not act as a stop sign for us in life, right? Like, we gotta be able to digress dangerous situations from scary situations. Dangerous. It's harmful. You're gonna get hurt, killed, stabbed, raped, any of the bad things in life. Like, things that could fucking fuck you up. Yes. Apart from things that require bravery Because it's an unknown situation, applying for a job, going in for that interview, learning something new, sharing your beliefs, disagreeing with somebody, going out for a team, putting yourself out there, starting a business, whatever the case. These things are not inherently dangerous. They are just scary. So know the difference. Know the difference. Having the awareness, and the mental emotional capacity to take a breath while you insist on moving forward into that bravery in the unfamiliar situation, conversation, action, simply requiring your courage. That's when you tap into your magic and the experience of expansion, the new beginning, and that legacy that you want to craft. So now I'm going to look more at the chart because I've just been reading a little bit from, from my, my listy list of my newsletter. So if you want to get on that newsletter, that is what it's about. And now I want to talk a little bit more about what's going on. So let me take a moment to get this screen share up here for you babies. All right, here we go. So let me make this nice and big. So hear thee, hear thee. Of course, the new moon, I didn't say this in the beginning, but y'all should know this by now. If you've been listening, if not, welcome. Love to be sharing the knowledge. The new moon is when the sun and moon are kissing, holding hands, hugging each other, which by the way, did you know you need at least eight hugs a day? To feel all right. Twelve. To feel exceptionally good. Get your hugs in. Go ask a stranger for a hug. And outside of this energy. Of the sun and moon at 29 degrees of Aries. We also have. Jupiter. Conjunct. A loose conjunction. But in the party with the sun, moon and yeah with the sun and moon. And so what does conjunct mean? It just means like I said you're holding hands, they're acting as one, these energies are blending. Sun, personality, how people see you in the world. Moon, emotions. Jupiter, prosperity and often opportunity, expansion. It's very big. It's the biggest planet in our solar system. And so, when you have your yourself, your identity, Your how people acknowledge you, your emotions, and this opportunity, this prosperity. Well, you have the opportunity to become a new person by choosing a new identity, by letting your emotional body guide you, telling you, yes, this is what I want. This is what I crave. This is what I desire. This is what I have a a deep yearning for in my chest, in my soul, in my heart. And if you're someone who has a hard time feeling Because you feel like you're ice. You've had a traumatic traumatic, traumatic experience in your life, multiple. You have not done the inner work. You've not excavated your internal bodies. That is okay. Now that you're listening to this, you have the awareness that I might be ice. I might be frozen. Because water is our emotions. And when it freezes up, It's not flowing. It's not moving. This was a big lesson I learned when I first learned astrology in my very first class with my teacher, Malika Semper, who was on the podcast when I first started it. I do recommend you go listen to that podcast. It was really great. I miss her. She's phenomenal. She's great on Instagram too. Great, great information. But my homework when I first started astrology was having a timer in my phone And it said, what do I feel right now? Not the person I'm with, not the space I'm in, not the collective energy. How does Isabel feel right now? And so I highly recommend that if you are not a feeling person, you get into that practice. That will help a ton. And so when we have this energy of opportunity, prosperity, and this new identification of ourselves coming into play, that's this new era, it's really honing on in on our relationship with who we are and how we move because the north node like i've been talking about that nodal axis it's also conjunct so it's moving into the purpose of what is not typically comfortable for us which is initiating leading the way being the one to speak up being the one to go to that person and Diffuse the conflict, being the one to not just be vulnerable, to be vulnerable, but to make a point point into to corral people into believing in themselves and what they believe in and making choices for them that are sovereign to them, that are not clouded by other people's energy or opinion and this is all squaring Pluto (laughs) welcome to my life welcome to my life oh yeah bitch I got a head start on this this is what I live with my chart it is not in Aries but I am a new moon baby in Leo and my square comes from Pluto and it is quite a time my biggest advice to you is change is inevitable change is inevitable you gotta let it happen and guess what you might feel power struggles with other people in your life oh my god that's such a theme in my life such a theme and it sucks i'm not even gonna hold back because this is so uncomfortable we don't like this it is the root of destruction to our world. It's basically so Uranus, it's electrifying, it's shaking things up, it's rebellious, it's going against the norm. Pluto, I'm going to talk about it soon. That's why I mention it. But Pluto, Pluto is like table topping you after pretending it's going to kiss you first. It's like, oh, let's lean in for this kiss. And then it runs behind you, trips you, and table tops you. It's like, Gotcha. Gotcha. Taught you that lesson. Don't just trust anybody. Don't just be being comfortable with just anybody. Don't give yourself to just anybody. Do you really know them? Do you know their inner world? Because are they dark? Are they lying? Are they holding back? Are they trying to put their, this fake persona on so that you like them, that you fall in love with them? Are they manipulative after you get to know them? Do they keep you from experiencing your life? I'm being a little specific because I'm obviously talking about a person in this situation, but that is really how it is. So, Pluto and Aquarius, not just to us, but on a collective level, it is challenging us. Hey, what do you believe in and what are you standing for? Where's your moral integrity? Because... We're seeing a lot with how people are being told who to love, how their bodies can be, their their autonomy, autonomy, excuse me. Sometimes I just really struggle with words in that way. And now more than ever, if we are not standing up for for trans people, for instance, we're not standing up for ourselves as people who identify as women and there's nothing wrong with how someone fucking identifies if that is an issue in your world please go back to the basics of learning how to be a decent human being respecting yourself and respecting others not judging other people not judging yourself that's rule number one Like Buddhism is such a great step into the spiritual quote-unquote world because it gives you these eight basic steps of living a peaceful life and moving through your own shit. And that's what I love about it. And then you don't obviously have to practice it religiously or or be that, but to just know the concepts and to apply them to your life and practice them, you become a much um, more well-rounded human being. And that's my opinion. So it is speaking up for our communities, because this is that Libra side. We, The speaking up part is the, the North Node and Aries, which is tough, which is this activation of the new moon with, with Jupiter. The more we do that, we lean in, the more opportunity and prosperity we're going to create for these other people, for these people who are getting targeted. And basically, missiles are being flown in that direction. So whatever example comes up for you, whatever instance in real world issue comes up for you, maybe that's a calling. Maybe that's something that you could put a little bit more time into, an hour to three hours a week. I mean, do a little research, figure out how you can help. How can you really make a long-lasting impression and change to help this cause, help this issue? Go from issue to opportunity, to prosperity. How can we shake the world up baby cuz this aries is the first sign libra is the seventh sign and so it's like the the beginning to the middle how are we going to meet like how how is this journey going to look as it moves through the zodiac this year it's going to be very exciting needless to say and on top of this like i said in the beginning got to move slow moving slow as we do these things was said 1 to 3 hours a week that's not very much but that's moving at a sustainable pace we have to be able to set ourselves up make sure we are right with ourselves in order to, to take the actions moving forward and along with mercury and uranus being in taurus like i said uranus is about rebellion and shaking things up so we saw a lot of things old very, um, what's the word? Legislate, legislative, black things. Very etched into our history things. Into our generation things. is being stirred up. The pot's being stirred. Uranus doesn't like to be in Taurus because it's different. It's the oddball. It's the freak. It's the one streak and is the one with the crazy hair with all the tattoos it it's detached from external validation it need it needs to validate internally however it just wants everyone to, to have a good time to get along to be witty to to joke with each other and in the slew of all this energy going on how are you going to operate in a different way in order to step into this new identity, how are you going to rebel against what's normal and what feels good to you? Like, are you operating in your most sovereign state of authenticity? That's the key. Like Uranus wants nothing more than for you to just follow your fucking heart. You follow your heart you're leading the way for other people to follow their heart for people to heal. You're opening the door of like yeah, this is possible. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can have a podcast, you can have a podcast. If you can start that company, they can start that company. If we can overcome this old system that is so corrupt, then we can create a new system. And beginnings, like I said, all changes hard at first, messy in the middle and glorious at the end because we aren't going to see instant satisfaction or instant gratification I, I feel like this is where our issue with technology comes into play because you can get so much so fast boom 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 we have no no time to spare waiting oh my gosh we're so disconnected from our community too is this was this a plan no idea couldn't tell you but If you go into a space like a gym, how often are you actually talking and meeting new people versus are you seeing people on their phones breaking their necks? What about when you go out to eat? Like, are people friendly at the bar still? So forth and so on. And so that's one big emphasis there as well as Mercury and Taurus. So Mercury is going to be in all the Earth signs this year and those are when the retrogrades are going to happen. Please Stop spazzing out spazzing out about retrogrades. It is simply a time to refine, reflect, rejuvenate, and going back, getting nitty gritty, going, huh. Is this the best way? Can I learn from my past experiences? What do I need to do moving forward in order to succeed? What is that new behavior? What is that new mindset? What's that new emotion that I must cultivate and operate from in order for this to work out for me? That might feel unusual. That might feel a little weird. That might feel a little wonky. But after setting up your foundation, you're going to be good to go. You will not be confused because you're gonna know how you operate. My top five values that are non-negotiable are health conscious, self-actualized, passionate, present, and intentional. That's it. And if I am not embodying them, I got to check myself. And that's the big deal about that. Let me just look at this chart, see if I want to speak on much else. Taking action right now. And for the next about 20-ish days or a little less, it will be a little bit softer. Uh, Mars and Cancer, it's still headstrong, but it it's compassionate and it's empathetic. And it fire and water. I mean, you put them together, the fire kind of gets spitting at you and, and a little bit chaotic, right? They're not necessarily compatible. So it's going to feel like a little bit of a dynamic that is friction very friction with each other so after a while that friction doesn't feel very good about first it's like oh yeah that feels great so no one to stop no one to pull back no one to go forward and it's all about ebbing and flowing just like a wave for every action take a relax for every action relax action relax and this has a lot of influence on how we're showing up to take responsibility in life there's a couple of energetics happening between mars and saturn as well as mars and venus and then mars and this moon i mean excuse me saturn and this moon saturn with mars venus the moon sun jupiter just because they're all conjunct so saturn is in pisces y'all that were born I I got rid of it I don't have it off the top of my head but born in I believe like 95 94 95 you're gonna be in this era of your Saturn return over the next year year and a half or two and a half years excuse me and Saturn and Pisces butts heads I've said this before just because Capricorn ruled Saturn Rules and how it's always been, and I cannot find the word for that. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's not rituals, but when you have not routines, but it's a tradition. Tradition is a good word. We do this this way, and we do not to go anywhere else with this. It remains the same. Like, all right, Grandpa, you're gonna croak any day now. We're not living how you lived. It is not the best way. Needless to say, and so. Maybe the whole other piece of this is learning how to operate in a way that feels good for you that you think of. You're not watching all these people online in the technology world doing the way they're doing it. You get so quiet with yourself. You get so intertwined with your spiritual side, your God side, your universal side, your source side, whatever that looks like for you, sounds like to you, feels like to you. And you get quiet enough to know your own answers because you literally have every answer inside of you. You're just probably too chaotic to listen or to hear. And if when's the last time you sat down and didn't do anything? Your phone wasn't in the same room. You had no technology on, no music. You sat with your eyes closed. You didn't fall asleep and you just let yourself be. Meditation is key for this. So perhaps... It's slowing down, doing that, and then listening, bing, this idea. Wow, why would I do this? Kind of scary, a little bit on my edge. But if you follow that, you are tuning in with the flow of life. And if we can all start to tune in with the flow of life, we're all going to be merging like this radical rainbow colored spectrum, kind of weaving left and right, where we're all coming in from different directions into this universal center where we are all coming in and replenishing. And then we just go back in and out, in and out. And we're replenishing, we're nourishing, and it's just going to be a very symbiotic relationship. That feels really good. Y'all, heal your limiting beliefs. Heal anything inside of you that is feeling a little wonky. Heal the unworthiness that you might feel. Truly, fully release. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be pain-free. That's okay. You have to know the pain to know the highs of the highs, just as the lows of the lows. So trust, believe, have faith that this is all working out for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you so much love. Get real with how you're feeling and I will catch you on the next podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Isabel Wellman Podcast. If you found yourself moved by this episode or found it helpful in any way, I humbly ask you to rate and review this podcast on Apple, follow it and subscribe on Spotify, and all platforms you listen on, as well as share it on your social media. Tag at Isabel Wellman Podcast on Instagram to let me know what your favorite part of this podcast was. This show has started organically and needs your help to continue to grow organically. I can't grow this podcast alone, so I ask for your help. And I would like to leave you with this one question. How will you impact the world with your positive ripple effect today?